Digital Lifestyle presents TDO Mobile, show number 100 for Monday, January 9th, 2012. I'm Jose Ortiz. I'm John Dickinson. I'm Jason Coombs. And I'm Sheldon Whitney. Gentlemen, we made it to the century mark. Yeah, did. better late than never, but we're here. <laughs> Was it about five years? Was it <laughs> five years to get to one hundred? Yeah. Close to it, I think. Just just short of five years. Yeah. Just short of five years. No, it's yeah. quite a landmark. It's uh, yeah. Congrats, guys. I think it's uh, it's impressive to get to a hundred shows in anything, isn't it? So um, I think I think we should be proud. Yeah, I think we've uh, we, we've um, we're all still here. And we picked up a straggler on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, honestly, initially, like, the thought of getting to 100 when we were getting close to it, I was kind of like, uh, whatever, it's 100 shows, you know? There's podcasts with more shows that, than 100. But, I mean, I know there's also plenty of podcasts that got to, like, show 10. And yeah. and that was about it. So the more I thought about it, it's kind of like, that's that's pretty crazy, the fact that we've, we've got together at least 100 times and... That's it. And uh, it's the uh, you know, it's the amount of time we've we've been doing it as well because it's been well obviously we uh, we celebrated two years not so long back wasn't it so you know we've yeah. done like, 100 shows in over two years of uh, getting together and talking about mobile so yeah it's crazy I think we're up to about five listeners now so that's probably... yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's um, that's mainly TDL. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, staff. yeah, it's all right. Staff and employees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Ian was nice enough to send us uh, a little message uh, along, so uh, why don't we go ahead and, and take a listen to that. Hi, guys, it's Ian. Just want to say congratulations on reaching 100 shows. It's a real milestone for any podcast, and I think you've done a brilliant job get up to uh, 100 shows and I love listening to the show every week uh, it's a great mix between the, the topics and a great mix of presenters as well so keep up the good work really enjoy listening to the show and looking forward to the next 100 alright and thanks Ian really appreciate the, the kind words um, I mean we're we're here at 100 and uh, you know I'm, I've definitely enjoyed uh, the past 100 shows uh, recording them and I haven't been involved in all 100 because I know I went on a bit of hiatus but I think we all did at some point or other. Yeah, we've dipped in and out. But yeah. no, it's uh, it's nice to know that uh, what we're doing is appreciated, and I know we'd we'd probably do it if no one was listening. Because it's just it's it's nice to uh, to get together and just chat these things over. But uh, if we're uh, doing some good to the world, then it's even better. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's always you know we just have good fun getting together and chatting and and uh, catching up with the technology use. So although I think it was roughly about the 50s wasn't it i think i joined permanently so kind of had a had a head start on you guys only joining halfway through but now it's really good to get to show 100 so thanks again ian yeah that's really yeah and it's uh it's been great talking to you guys too it's been great getting to know you guys even outside of just the mobile world through our you know little chats about whether it's snowboarding or whatnot you know it's it's definitely been fun Yeah, yeah definitely 
No, it is, and and I, I have to say, you know, while we're on a bit of a loving, I, you know, I really respect all your guys' opinions, and uh, you know, I think it's it's always good. I think we provide quite a good, you know, we got we got different views, right? So it's good to to hear those different views, and you know, it's not all been plain sailing. There's been a few rants along the way, and I think that's uh, I think that's only made for a uh, for a better show. I mean, I think it's it's kind of changed my views a little bit um, for the better as well. So uh, so thanks, guys. Yeah, no problem. I mean, at the end of the day. You know, you guys disagree with me, but you, you realize at the end that I'm always right. <laughs> uh, so, and we don't all all, we don't all use the Internet Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, any any favorite moments that that stand out, guys? Oh, I don't know. It's all been pretty good, hasn't it? Um, I've I've uh, enjoyed some of the roundtables. I have to say, going yeah. right back to the to the Nexus One that I think you did with um, I, I remember Matt. Miller was on it, I think, and there was, you know, there was some yeah. great, some great guests in the past, and and obviously Ed Bot was uh, was a great guest. But I think, you know, I think the roundtables were were sort of standouts. Those those sort of shows that focused in on a specific thing were always really good to to listen to and be involved with. I think. Yeah, I think I think I'd agree with that. Yeah, the roundtables were were awesome, um, and uh, definitely, like, I think I used I think I used the Ed Bot show as the um, as our two-year show favorite bit, but um, when we had Will on as well from from Microsoft, that was that was another good show. And uh, you know, we've had some pretty good guests in our time, like the guys from Birdsong um, and everything else. So yes, yeah, I think there's, there's so many highlights. Yeah, I personally, I I really enjoyed the fact that I I was able to you know, speaking of the roundtables, I was able to interact directly with and discuss um, you know some of the stuff with. Uh, a lot of the people that I looked up to before we started doing this, uh, people like uh, James Kendrick, Matt Miller, um, Kevin Tofel, uh, Richard Lai, who's now um, editor in chief of uh, Engadget, Engadget China, I believe, <clears throat> um, and obviously he's still doing stuff on on um, Engadget here in the U.S., but. Um, Nicole Scott. I, I mean, we had we've had quite a few guests and being able to speak to them. I uh, I still regret not being able to be uh, on that Ed Bot show. Would have loved to have been a part of that, but uh, but yeah, I mean, just just being able to interact with with uh, people that I kind of looked up to and always thought about, I'm like, man, it'd be awesome to to do what they do and and to be able to actually discuss you know my own thoughts with with people who are obviously well versed in, in this arena. Um, was definitely a highlight for me. Oh, thanks, Jose. That's very good of you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We ought to drop Ed Bot a line, actually, see if he uh, would like to come on again, maybe after CES or maybe after the Windows 8 beta drops. That would be quite good to, to get his input from the uh, from the information that he's got. But uh, I think the highlight for me is uh, being able to uh, convert two out of three of the hosts onto Windows phones. So only one more to go. <laughs> <laughs> One more holdout. Although, uh, although I saw Sheldon uh, sporting an iPhone the other day, so yeah, I've gone back to the dark side. So, uh, but you know, <laughs> sorry, let me just let me just scribble your name on my list. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't mean to put your name on uh, Jason's list. But... <laughs> no, there's yeah. some good work. I uh, mean, I, yeah, you, I think your 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 input on the Windows side, Jason, has been uh, has, has been really welcome as well. It's uh, you know, it's just good. I think we've you know we were probably lacking a bit on that, although. Um, yeah, I've, I enjoyed Windows Phone, I have to say, but um, yeah, back on the iPhone now. 
Well, flicking between the two, so maybe that's it's, it's good to cover all bases, isn't it, on this kind of show? Yeah. Well, it's funny looking back. I mean, I, I think if you hear, if if you take a listen to the shows of when Windows Phone was first announced and and shown off, I think I think we're all pretty excited about it, right? And then when it actually came out, um, I know I know I got the HD Seven right away. Um, I think. Sheldon, didn't you get a, a Windows phone as well? Right. Yeah, yeah, and I got it pretty much as soon as it released was released in the UK. So. Um, yeah, and I think we we're both like we we both like the idea of Windows Phone, but I think neither of us were actually able to adopt it full time because it there there still still seemed to be issues with be, still being able to be kind of productive with it, or right, it yeah. didn't seem seamless, um, and that excitement kind of dissipated, and then and then Jace came in, and you know. He 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 kind of filled that gap perfectly because uh, obviously I didn't really take to Windows Phone as much as I thought I was going to. Um, I used the the HD Seven for like a week and I was like, all right, back to whatever phone I had at the time. Um, what are you on at the so moment, yeah. Jose? Just out of interest, because you were on the Arc for a while, weren't you? Are you still on that? No, I'm on the Galaxy Nexus. Oh wow, right. I'm probably a bit behind actually. So, uh, are you liking that? Is that? Yeah. Oh, I'm loving it. I'm, I, I'm really. I mean, it, th- these past. I, I want to say this past year has been. Comp- this is probably something you could probably gather from like you know from show one to now, to show one hundred. Is uh, I mean, I used to swap phones like every thirty days. No. You know, I, <laughs> I was getting a new phone. Um, and now I've been more of a okay. I'm I'm happy with this phone. I think I think what's happening is that I'm finally starting to find devices that I'm I'm content with, uh, and no longer you know kind of everything is appealing to me. And I think, but I think that also speaks to I, I had gotten on that rant right about manufacturers not making compelling devices anymore. Um, but I was I mean last year I think I I used three cell phones in total. I know I definitely used the HTC Sensation uh, for a while. Um, then the Xperia Arc, and I was on that for a while, and I was on the Arc until I picked up the Galaxy Nexus. And I, I honestly don't see moving from the Galaxy Nexus until I see something worthwhile. I mean, and nothing else is an ice cream sandwich right now, so. Apart from my HD2. Yeah, I was just going to say that the, the one one of us that's perfectly placed to give his opinion on all the platforms is John with his yeah. uh, HD2. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think you ported iOS on it last week, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't see that happening in the near future, but uh, you never know. You never know. Yeah. There's some clever people out there. Yeah. So what what do you guys think of, of um, where mobile has gone from where from when we started to now? Ooh, it's gone a long way. I mean, when we when we first started, I was on the uh, the iPhone. Um, and you know that's that's ado- that's adopted, but you can still see the same iOS when you look at an iPhone 4S to when you look at the 3G that I had back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, from my Microsoft standpoint, it's completely changed. Um, there's no similarity between Windows Phone 7 and Windows Mobile, um, two separate operating systems, really. But you know they've really changed that completely changed that and to an extent android is the same um having had a quick play with uh, ice cream sandwich you know that is leaps and bounds d- different compared to where it was 
back when we started when android was new really wasn't it so it was um but yeah that's completely changed and that's that's really evolved with the time yeah i mean i, I think it's i mean it's crazy really it's only two and a half years but um you know tablets have come from nothing to everything and and just you know talking about the galaxy nexus you know i mean who'd have thought an hd display on a on a mobile phone i mean it's it's gone yeah it's gone ridiculous isn't it but uh you know all all this you know I, it's kind of weird i've gone back to the iphone and the main reason i've gone back to the iphone is because um my expectation now is so high in terms of what i what i can do and what i need to do um that that the iphone kind of lives up to that but I just think, you know, if I want to book a hotel, if I want to book a flight, if I want to pay, you know, I paid for my coffee in Starbucks with my phone the other day for the first time. And it's just, it, it, it just everything is being done through mobile now. And I think that's just, it's just continuing. It's it's just, you know, it's exploded, isn't it, really, over the past sort of couple of years. Can you really yeah. pay for your coffee with an iPhone? Yeah, I mean, you need to have money. You know, <laughs> you know yeah. I'm sure they were taken. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just just dazzle them with a torch at and then just run off with it. But, yeah. but no, I mean, but it is. It's ridiculous. I mean, everything is just. Uh, you know, I checked in for a flight um, over Christmas with my phone. You know, as I said, paid with coffee with a phone. You can book hotel. I mean, it's just everything, isn't it? It's just. Um, yeah. Um, it's it's kind of crazy, and 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 I think it's only getting more. I think it's really interesting. Obviously, we'll, we'll probably get onto CES in a bit, but you know, everyone's kind of wondering what's going to happen with CES, and and it's because it's more of the same because the level is just so high. It's 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 just yeah. I think it's quite crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, we mentioned it. We've been doing this. We've been podcasting for for about uh, just a little over two years. Um, and I mean, thinking back to show number one, I know we talked about what we were using, and yeah, both Shelton and John, you guys were on on an iPhone, and um, I think at the time I was using the HTC Hero, um, which at the time was awesome, right? I mean, set, that's when Sense actually the Sense UI was cool because it added this nice, pretty layer to at the time a very ugly Android operating system, um, which was I think we we're on Cup, Cupcake, which was still 1.5. And to think that in just a little over two years, we got from Android 1.5 to 4.0, um, where iOS has gone to, not only has it gone from I, uh, iPhone OS, but it became iOS because of the iPad. And now it's, you know, we're on iOS 5, um, as compared to before when Windows Phone 5 existed for, it seemed like, eons. Um, and updates didn't come out regularly to see now that updates come out so regularly that in two years we've gone through four or five iterations of, of an operating system. Um, we've seen a new operating system rise and fall, WebOS. Um, we've seen the, the, the dominant player in the market in the world, Nokia, fall from grace because of these new operating systems and now, you know, turn to Windows Phone. Um you know, we've always seen Windows Phone. We've seen um, mobile broadband technology expand from 3G to to HSPA plus, and and now you know the 4G LTE push. Um, I, I mean, it's it, it's crazy, and and just looking at the device itself, right? The HTC Hero um, was a 3.2 inch screen with a 320 by 480 uh, pixel resolution display. Uh, to now we have 
like you said, Sheldon, the 720p display on the Galaxy Nexus. Okay, yeah, just, 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 yeah, just going back to what you're saying about the um, the data speeds, and, and who would have thought sort of two odd years ago that we would have speeds faster than what you can get in your in your own home on a phone? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, yeah. isn't it? And, and and the other one we haven't even mentioned is BlackBerry. You know, I mean, they were you know two two and a half years ago dominant, and now you know it's a one trick pony, and it's kind of uh, you know it's, it's struggling, isn't it? So it's a different world. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Jace, do you remember what phone you were using when you came on? I, I think the first time we had you on was talk, to talk about the HD two, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so um, I think I had the HD two, and then I got the um, what was it? The Omnia seven back in October, and kind of came on to talk about it with you guys. And then uh, it was shortly after that, I think you asked me to start coming on regularly. So. Um, but yeah, for me, the biggest change has is, is really, you know, gone from a device like Windows Mobile, which was just a device that I kind of worked the way it wanted me to, um, to a device that now, you know, I, it works the way I want to, and it's a, a real joy to use. So it's really nice to see Microsoft have, have finally turned that corner. I can only hope that they're about to pull off the same uh, transformation with Windows 8. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, hey, Sheldon. Out of curiosity, have you tr- have you seen or tried or played around with the Galaxy Nexus or with that stream sandwich? No, I haven't, and I'm really keen to. Um, and uh, yeah, I, w- I was quite tempted. I was hoping one of the guys in the office was going to was going to pick one up, but um, he's got the uh, Galaxy S2, and and actually he's really happy with it. And I think Samsung had done a pretty good job with all the DLNA sort of stuff. And I think he was a bit nervous that that the sort of pure Google experience wouldn't uh wouldn't wouldn't bring that that side of it as as much so um so i was kind of hoping to have a play with it but uh but no i haven't seen it i'm I, it's the kind of phone that i think i really really would like um but i you know i kind of made made a commitment back to iphone just because it makes my life easy um which you know part part of me is a little bit sad about but part of me um is kind of happy about because it just everything's just so simple with it um, but but I am really really keen to try the Nexus. Um, you're obviously pleased with it. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I I'm probably going to overstate this, but it's probably on. It, it I would say it's unlike any previous Android experience. Um, it, it seems like it's completely new. I mean, everything's so fluid. Uh, everything. I think I think it's it's a true true competitor to the iPhone now. It's it's no longer where it used to be. You know, people would ask for a recommendation, and you know, I mean, for example, as much as I would cringe, I I had to recommend the iPhone, mm-hmm. um, right? If it was just a a, a friend, you know, not a, a somebody that was into mobile or into computers or just you know that that type of aspect. But now it's you know I think the Galaxy Nexus is to the point where you can really recommend it to anybody as much as you would an iPhone. Um, so it, it, what reminded me of that was the fact that you said you paid for your coffee with uh, w- with your iPhone, um, which I'm assuming is just an app, and then they, they would yeah. scan the barcode. That's right. Yeah. yeah. With the Galaxy Nexus, you have the NFC chip, so you can use, like, Google Wallet, or, you know, you can actually leverage the NFC chip, which is actually pretty cool. People kind of freak out when they do that. Yeah, that, <laughs> um, that's, that's it. And I think that's, I mean, you know, looking... Looking ahead in terms of where mobile's going, I, th- I think I can't wait for NFC to take off. I mean, I, I'm the kind of person that I never have cash, 
um, because I'm too lazy to go to the cash point and, and because of where I live it's you know it's it's kind of a, a special trip to go and get cash out whereas you know everything that I do is with credit cards or you know this this kind of thing where I top up you know apps or or cards or whatever and and I kind of I think for me NFC just for those smaller payments it just completes the picture um and I, and I think yeah. that's the same for a lot of people and and I can really really see that taking off yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, you look at the applications that NFC could bring, um, things like um, your Oyster cards in London, which is the, the travel card for, for all the London public transport. You can use it on the tube or anything else. But that's all could be built into your phone. You know, you could you don't even, you wouldn't even have to go to one of the top up machines to like top up your card or anything. You could do it on the phone as you're walking to the tube stop, scan your phone, you're straight in. Yep. It kind of I mean, just seamless straight all the way through. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I, I saw kind of the... Because I had... I have I, When NFC first kind of came into discussion and, and the fact that ga- the Galaxy... I'm sorry, the Nexus S had an NFC chip, I was kind of like, okay, so you can go, you know, pay at McDonald's, you know, with your phone, big deal. But then I started thinking about and and what, what triggered this thought was my... I, I went to Boston a couple times last year and same thing, the T, which is the main transportation uh, the subway uh, or train in, in Boston, um, you have these these cards. They call them Charlie cards. And, um, you know, you top them off, and, and that's kind of how, how, how you pay for it. Uh, but they're, it's, they're just using NFC and thinking it would be awesome if they just had this app, and instead of topping off these cards, you just use it with your phone, you top it off, and, you know, you can reload it uh, at, at the pay stations and, you know, you don't have to carry this other card and take out your wallet every time you go through or something. You just tap your phone to it. Um, or even uh, Matt Miller tweeted today because uh, he has a Galaxy Nexus. He installed Google uh, Wallet on it. And he said that he was at the Mirage Hotel in Vegas and he was thirsty, had no cash. But the the the, the vending machines at the Mirage um, allow you to pay through uh, – you know, PayPass, which is uh, MasterCard's NFC payment system. Aww. And that's exactly what Google Wallet is. You can pay at any PayPass. So he just took out his Nexus, tapped it on the on the vending machine, and he got himself a soda. Um, that, that, that's where the future is. Yeah, that is where it works for me. That is absolutely, absolutely where it works for me. That's, that's kind of what I want to see taken off this year. Yeah. So I, I think... Uh, I, I think that's definitely the future. I mean, Jace, you, you know, you talked about Windows 8. That's definitely coming, um, you know, as far as the, the kind of new wave of, of tablets and, you know, definitely primary operating system because, I mean, as, yes, uh, Apple's doing great with their iMacs and, and you know, getting uh, OSX out there and, and gaining market share, but, you know, the dominant player in terms of computing by far Microsoft, so it'll be interesting to see where Windows 8 takes us in that aspect as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so, I mean, so far for me, the, with the the family using the developer preview on the Iconio, it's it's just been interesting to see how they've, they've really taken to it. And you know, they're they're not like me at all. They're not the sort of people that kind of is so excited about technology they kind of put up with any little difficulties or things that don't quite work properly and you know kind of work around it they just want stuff that works which is you know fundamentally what the ipad does and but now they've they've really taken to it so I, you know i can't wait for the windows 8 beta and i can't wait for the first 
you know batch of immersive apps start coming out so they can you know start to use use those sort of interfaces and see how they got on with that yeah yeah you know <clears throat> another aspect kind of looking back and and seeing where it's where it has gone already in these past years and where it still has to go is um, media on the go, right? I, I think uh, for the longest time, um, a lot of manufacturers, uh, a lot of companies always kind of dismissed the idea of people wanting uh, their media on such a small screen, right? Or if they wanted it, they wanted kind of in, in little bites, you know, just snacking uh, on media, whether it was, you know, one minute YouTube clips or, or just music. Uh, where as now, you know, you see these devices, people are kind of leaning more towards these 3.7, 4.0, 4.2, 4.5 inch screen uh, devices, uh, as well as tablets, right, that are more in the 5, 6, 7 inch, even up to 10 inch range, uh, because people do want uh, media on the go, right? They They don't mind watching a full two hour movie on, let's say, an HD7, you know, um, and they even, you know, HTC even built that little stand on there so you can watch a full movie on your HTC 7. And, and to see this this media, not only in terms of devices that are able to deliver this media to you, but the fact that content providers are having to change and adapt to these new models because of it um, is pretty crazy as well. And it's interesting to see where it's going to go uh, in the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting because, um, you know, say with the icon, my wife's been using it to, to watch TV, and we get we our bandwidth limit is fifty gig a month, and she's just been nearly swallowing that up. But you know, normally we use maybe a third of that, maybe maybe even a half. But you know, we've been literally kind of towards the end of the month, you know, having to watch what we're using. So it just goes to show that, you know, as we've we've said many times before, that yeah, the the, the particularly in the UK, the, the infrastructure is just not there yet. Yeah, it's getting there though, yeah. isn't it? It's getting better. I mean, oh, definitely. It's you know I've been watching. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, the, I was reading about. Oh, uh, Sheldon. Sorry, are you there, guys? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, John. Were so you... you were saying Sheldon? Sorry, I thought. I'd, sorry, I thought John. I thought you were saying. But no, just saying with the, um, you know, like I've been watching Love Film, and and just in terms of the way that stuff is, uh, you know, your expectations change and the way that mobile technology is changing. You know, I, would, I was kind of cross yesterday. I was watching a film on the Love Film app and um, and, and it's quite good at resuming where you left off. Um, but I went back in after a couple of times um, and, and it forgot where I was. So I had to sort of skip through and I found that really frustrating. And it, and it kind of, you know, I think our expectation is changing now with, not just mobile te- technology, but the way that it integrates just generally in our lives. You know, it's like I, I might want to watch a film on the iPad when I get home. I want to just play that straight on the TV from where I left off. Um, and I think that's where it's kind of evolving as well. Is it's just it's just all our expectations are so much higher now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think at the moment, Amazon have kind of got that locked down. You know, if you take the the Kindle reading technology, whereby you can go to flip between any device and it remembers where you are. You know, that's the sort of intelligence we need building into movie streaming services. So, you know, you can start watching something on the iPlayer on an iPad and then flip to your Xbox and, you know, it knows exactly where you are. Definitely, yeah. 
And just, yeah, I mean, just going back to the infrastructure as well. I mean, I was reading something the other day which was saying that, um, um, you know, they're looking at all this 4G, uh, 4G ban, bandwidth for, um, for the UK. Um, and they're particularly for like rural areas because I'm, I'm in a particularly rural area. So broadband speeds are not that great. You know, 3G, you're not going to get 3G around here. Um, but then once they turn off the old analog television signal, they're going to use that that um, that uh, frequency, that bandwidth that, they, that, that, that all the uh, sort of um, empty frequencies that they're going to free up to, uh, to to push over these these 4G speeds of you know the ridiculously high speeds. So once that comes into play, um, and you can get that kind of speeds not just in the cities but in the rural areas as well, it's going to be pretty seamless. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean, did did you guys just get uh, Netflix this week? Yeah, just um, today. today. Yeah. yeah. Does so? Will the um, will you guys be getting uh, the iPhone and Android apps for that? Do you know? I believe so. Yeah. Um, if you go onto the Netflix website, I think it's saying uh, Xbox, PS3, web, uh, tablets, everything. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So that I mean that's going to be even. I don't know if you guys had had seen this, but here in the USA, it had it had gone to the point to where Netflix accounted for like something ridiculous, something like thirty percent of all bandwidth or something like that, mm-hmm. um, because you know that many people were were streaming uh, from Netflix. So it'll be interesting to see what it does to the numbers uh, in terms of bandwidth and you know broadband usage. Um, out there now that you guys uh, you know actually have have Netflix. Yeah, I maybe mean, interesting. Interesting to see how how much of a dent they make because we already have Love Film, uh, which had released a um, unlimited streaming uh, package because you could get DVDs and Blu-rays and games by post. But then they've also released the streaming service, which is integrated into those services, but you can have as a standalone package. Uh-huh. Uh, which is actually one pound a month less than what Netflix has released at. But they, uh, I see. But they've really sharpened up because uh, you know, as soon as Netflix were kind of in the picture, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know about you, John, but I I checked out Love. I've been a Love Film subscriber for a couple of years, and um, you know, the DVD by post and Blu-ray by post is brilliant. But the streaming service has been dire. You know, up until even a, a few months ago, it was lousy. You know, you couldn't watch it. The, the, the level of um, or the quality of it was was terrible. Yeah, um, and it was non-existent on things like an iPad. Yeah, that's right. And there wasn't even an app exactly. And um, but but over the last month or two months, you know, the quality has improved. You know, it's improved immeasurably. And and also, like you say, the iPad apps out. You know, the, just the films that are available, they seem to have tied up some better content deals. And I, I think the just the the competition that Netflix have provided. Was, um, or has provided is, is is just changed things for the better for like UK consumers and I think all all the stuff I've heard about Netflix has been really positive as well so I think it's great to have two you know good players you know Love Film who have kind of pretty established but have upped their game as a result of Netflix coming in and Netflix who are you know kind of looking around for new new customers I, th- I think we're going to really benefit from that generally I don't know whether Love Film or Netflix is better um, which which one is is the best option? But I think just generally we're going to benefit because there's two two good players in the market now. I mean, it's, it's competition good, is good for the for the yeah, consumer. Yeah, exactly. it, it, it's a great example of competition driving innovation, isn't it? It's um, you know, Love Film had 
no competitors in the market to do anything up until now and it's forced their hands so the only thing i'm really interested in really is to see what the difference in choice of movies is because love film is good but there's not a terrible selection of new films to stream is there they tend to be just by post for the new newer films yeah Um, well i i think you'll find that's that that'll be kind of the same with netflix though yeah Uh, I, mean, I was browsing Netflix. the uh, catalog, and it looked to be pretty much the same. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still one of those things where, because of the content providers kind of putting that stuff on lockdown, it, it's difficult for them to deliver the newer, you know, content. Um, here in the US, they had to deal with stars that you know allowed them to give you know reasonably good, uh, uh, more recent movies. But these were movies that you would basically get through premium chat, premium cable channels, just you know stream through your Netflix subscription instead. But I think even that deal uh, is about to expire, and, and I, I think Stars didn't renew. Um, so that that's kind of a, a big complaint from Netflix subscribers in the U.S. as well, that, yes, it's awesome, but at the same time, you know, it's not like they can stream uh, Terminator Salvation or, you know, I, I don't know, I can't think of any of the movies recently. But... Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's... Um, but I mean, I still I think it offers great entertainment. I mean, there's still a pretty good selection there. A lot of independent films, a lot of documentaries that I personally enjoy. So yeah, definitely, and it's good value for money as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah how's um how's the Kindle working out? I'm sure you probably covered it, but um you know I've heard really really sort of um dif- differing reports. Some saying it's really good, others saying it doesn't quite live up to it. The the Kindle Fire and and also just the content deals. I mean, is that is that a big a big thing? Should we be waiting um, out for that? It, the Kittle Fire is nice. It's it's a lot heavier than I initially expected. Like it feels heavy. I I, I remember trying to take it uh, to use it as a reader, and I ended up just going for my Nook instead because it, it feels that heavy in the hand as an e-reader. Uh, but it's nice. It's it's definitely a nice size, and it it integrates with Amazon services great. But I will say this: that once. Once it died, I, I didn't bother charging it again. <laughs> uh, and I haven't really yeah. used it. I haven't really used it. I mean, I've... I've... Actually, I've been using my Galaxy Nexus for most of the stuff now. Um, even the iPad, I just kind of use at night because the, 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 the speaker on the Galaxy Nexus is garbage. So I still have the iPad because at night I'll play podcast or or music or something on it um, just when I go to bed. But as far as like I used to use it as my main kind of Twitter checker. <laughs> I don't use the iPad for that anymore. Um, I don't check email on it anymore. I don't really do much on the iPad other than maybe YouTube and to play podcasts. That's about it. Um, Galaxy Galaxy Nexus has kind of taken over as my full-time device now. See, and I think all you guys would benefit from this as well. The one thing that I really struggle with is if I move from device to device, there's nothing really that synchronizes a lot of the apps that I use. So like podcasts, if I start to listen to one on my iPhone and then I want to go and listen to it somewhere else, it you know I've got to skip through to the, the point I was at or an Audible book, I've got to do the same thing. You know, Love Film, I mean, there's, there's all kind of apps and... I just I don't know I just wonder if somebody's going to get it right in terms of uh, mm. just kind of cross platform. I know it's really hard because you know of all the commercial side of it, but 
you know, if I could just start start a podcast on one device and then carry it on on another, that would be brilliant. But I think yeah. I mean Amazon yep. Amazon's got to get it right at some point because I mean Amazon did, has got the Whisper Sync which works for books. Kindle yeah, that's, board, that's true. Platform. Yeah, that's true. And it Amazon, works across Amazon, the board for them, though. Yeah, like and Amazon, Amazon. Amazon also owns Audible as well, don't they? Now, so they could, in theory, integrate similar technology across there. In... Well, they they do, they do though. They do. do the you, problem but... is that they they only have one device. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where do you really sync it across? Well, but um, I, see, I've got example, the Audible app video. on the iPhone, but. But if I listened, like I mean, my, my so my instance was I downloaded uh, an Audible book to my Kindle and to my iPhone, and if I listen to it on the Kindle, I need to skip forward on the iPhone, and I don't know if that's because I'm not doing something, or whether it's because there's Whereas no. If you, no if you not, yeah, not for audiobooks, but for example, for video, um, if, if you let's say you start watching a, a video on the Kindle Fire. And you stop halfway for whatever reason, and then later on you go to work or something, and you're on some other device, uh, and you go into the brow into a browser, log in, and start that video. It'll pick up where you left off on your fire. Oh, that's good. Maybe, maybe it's the same uh, for Love Film. Actually, maybe I should check that because that that might be true for Love Film. I'm not sure. I've not tried it myself. So. Yeah, um, I don't. Know, Netflix does that. It, it kind of resumes from where you left off. Um, so yeah, I think it's getting there, but I definitely agree. I mean, I always had this idea back when I started first started listening to uh, the the home server show, and I, I got my first home server. I had this amazing idea for this add-in, right, for home server. It was a podcast downloader because I hated the fact that there was no podcast integration into Windows Media Player. Right, there there was nothing that let you subscribe to an RSS feed that would automatically download it in Windows Media Player. Um, so I had this idea for a, an add-in that would be a podcast downloaded downloader. You could subscribe to podcast RSS feeds. It would check them out. As soon as there was a new one, it would download it. Not only that, though, but it would stream it. So there would be an app component of some sort. So it would stream it to whatever device you had. And because you would stream it, it would still be stored on the home server. Therefore, it would bookmark if you would stop halfway pick up another device and it would just pick up right where it was on the bookmark on the home server. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, I think, you know, alongside the, the NFC integration that we talked about is it is definitely the media consumption is going to be big in the next coming year. I yeah, think, I think I the more and more of the, the more and more of these services that come along and the better the mobile data connections become, um, you know, it's only going to increase the availability and things like the things like the iPlayer for BBC has got so much better over the last sort of six to twelve months. Um, that, yeah, I mean that that is definitely the future. I agree. Yeah, I'll tell you one other thing that I'm interested to get your guys' opinions on is um, in terms of predictions is uh, is voice control because my experience with Siri has been that is just. <clears throat> appalling i mean it's rubbish i can't tell you how bad it is everyone i speak to says that <laughs> and, I don't, and i don't know if that's because you know in the uk there's just not the same deals as there is in the us but but i i just still don't see and i'm probably going to live to regret this but i still don't see voice I, I see it as a great idea i just don't see anyone implementing it well even apple google anybody i, I mean is it different am i missing something but i don't know if you guys think that voice is going to be you know as big as say media consumption and 
um, you know, the other stuff that we talked about. Well, I think the problem of a voice is the same thing that we discussed uh, when, you know, we had discussion about Siri, right? About you feel like an idiot talking to a machine. <laughs> and until there's like this natural language feel to it, there's this natural feedback. And, and Siri is good, right? Because the way Siri responds, she responds as if she were a human being. And it's it's close, but you still have the robotic voice. But um, I mean, thinking back even to like Windows Mobile, um, I love the fact that I can – I, I would be able to say, call, you know, Gary on mobile. And it knew what I was saying. It would dial, you know, Gary's cell phone. Um, but it, you still felt like a moron doing this in front of people. Like, I would yeah. never I would never do it in front of people, right? Um, and it, it, it still doesn't feel real. I, I think that's the biggest gap there is. The fact that it, does, it just doesn't feel real. You can't hold a conversation like you normally could, right? So you still have to kind of force it and maybe it's force a habit for me to start speaking in a very monotone voice and slowly to make sure it understands me. But if you think about these IVR systems that call centers use, for example, I hate it when I don't get the, the option to u- just use touchstone. Right, I hate it when it says, speak your option now. Would you like to speak to a representative? Would you like to check your balance? And then you say, check my balance. Did you say, speak to a representative? <laughs> oh, check my balance. <laughs> Transferring to representative now. It's like, you know, it, it still feels very, very frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, I think that's, that's it's it. It's not quite there. It's frustrating, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. I, I think I it could, could definitely be good. S- yeah, I, I mean, you can see it's, it's good in in certain certain situations. Like, for instance, say you're driving in the car, and you can then use the voice the voice um, recognition and the speech thing to actually reply to a text message. So you don't have to take your hands off the wheel. You don't have to look at the phone. It just like with a Windows Phone anyway, and I'm sure all the other platforms do the same. I've only I've only really tried it on Windows Phone. Um, and yeah, you can have it read the text message to you. Um, you can have it. You can speak your reply. It will then, rep- re, you know, respond with what it's written from your voice, and then you can send without even you know having to touch the phone. Which in those kind of situations, it it works really well. But on a daily basis, which is what they sort of pushed Siri for and said, you know, we can do everything on the phone by not even you know touching it just by speaking to it. I don't think that's gonna take off any time in the near future <laughs> yeah see i i agree with you but i tried doing exactly what you just described the other day because i needed to take a message well i didn't need to but I, I wanted to take a message in the car and i said uh siri take a message and it said phoning paul and and, and, it's, and, and that's the problem see is that it's, you, you lose the confidence which is what you said jose it's you know you, when you don't have the confidence in it it just all falls apart and i, I kind of like the idea of it i think it could be something that could be big but when you've got no confidence in it and it you know short of asking Siri if I need an umbrella tonight I don't think it can answer anything it just it just seems doesn't rubbish. it normally just come up and say there's no weather no weather forecast for the UK or something oh. normally <laughs> I, I must admit I um I really don't get whole talk to your phone I mean it's like if I want to ring someone and I'm in a situation where I can use the phone I'm just going to use the phone and you know I um it just just doesn't appeal to me at all. The the only time I use it is as, as John said, like if I'm driving home and I realise I haven't sent my wife a text and now I've left work, then I'll I'll use it for that. And it used to be pretty awful with the hands free kit in the car, but since I've switched to the headset, it's actually pretty reliable. 
Maybe that's it. Maybe that. But it, it's ironic as well, isn't it? That actually, see, I'm using my phone less and less for voice in terms of actually making calls, and now yeah. it's trying to almost turn it about and say, well, actually, all you want to do is use voice. Um, but I don't. <laughs> I want to use as little <laughs> voice as possible. Yeah, it's like um, I know it's not a direct comparison, but it's like voice control on the Xbox with the Connect. It's a great little toy to play around with for five minutes, but you know you soon kind of feel a bit of an idiot saying Xbox do this, Xbox do that. And just you know, and you just you just grab the remote and just do it that way. That's what I do as well. Yeah, I'm always back on the remote with the Xbox, just because the remote's my, uh... nearby always anyway. So. <laughs> I think my my little four year old's got the best idea. He 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 tries to see, he just shouts Xbox. Tell my brother to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hasn't worked yet. No. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's, it, it's interesting that uh, they're trying to like push voice. I mean, everyone everyone seems to be trying to outdo each other with who's got the best voice service, don't they? At the moment, um, obviously, you know, Google had a Google had a pretty good voice service in in android um and then windows phone came out and said look you know we've got this great voice service in windows phone 7 and then apple came out and said oh we've got siri it's better than everything and everyone seemed to be out kind of trying to outdo themselves with, with with that new thing and i don't know whether that was because some of the more some of the bigger innovations that we're waiting on have not yet come to fruition so they were kind of grabbing onto that and saying oh look this voice service it's brilliant it's the next thing um or whether they just got it wrong and thought, you know, everyone's going to love voice services, so let's just push those. Um, Even Windows did it, though, didn't it? Windows Phone 7 does it. You know, I remember when yeah. it sort of reads out the text messages. Yeah, although it's, and... not, it's not a natural language. but No, no. Because, I, again, I, that's something I struggled with. It was, shall I read the message to you? No. But there we go. Yeah, voice. Voice, eh? Who needs it? <laughs> I just think, um, I think the only, yeah. the, only, the only two times you can ever... That voice, I think, is applicable. Is one you're either in a public area, in which case it's the last thing you do, and if you're not, and you and it's quiet, then you're just going to use the phone. But yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just old and cynical. Well, it's funny. I, th- there's uh, there was this one situation where I had to call uh, my credit card company, and it, it was one of those where it didn't give me an option for touchtone. It, it was voice only, and then it got to a point, and I was in public. Uh, I, w- I was at a store, and then something went wrong with my card, and that's why they were, I was calling. And it asked for my social security number, but I, I had, you know, it, I could only speak it. And it's like, okay, well, I'm around these tons of people, and it's expecting me to out loud say my social security number. Uh, you know, where if there's everybody here around to like just jot it down. Um, it, it was it was just strange. So I mean, out, outside of just um, you know the the convenience aspect of it, um, I think there's times where you don't really want to speak. You know, you you want it to be confidential. Um, so it, it's yeah. and on top of that, I find it interesting that I don't even think we've gotten touch down a hundred percent, and already we're moving on to voice. Right? Yeah, definitely. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with with touch on windows or touch on OSX. Um, obviously both Microsoft and Apple are making moves to move towards that, to have their major operating systems um, move towards touch navigation, but we haven't even gotten there yet. And, and you know, they're already trying to move into voice. And I mean, I'm, I'm all for innovation uh, and moving forward. Right. But I don't know. Voice seems finicky. Mm. 
Is it better in the um, on the Nexus, or um, is it still pretty much the same as uh, anything else? Um, you know what? Touch on a phone, I feel it's just touch on a phone now. Mm. Um, I I don't. I mean, unless you know, some company still decides to put like a resistive touch screen on a phone for some reason. Uh, but I, don't know, I I hear people rave about the touch on the iPhone and how there's something special about it. But I've, I've played around with my iPad enough and with an iPhones that from my perspective, uh, my personal opinion is that I don't see any difference between touch on an iPhone and touch on an Android phone, for example. Um, I could definitely see the difference in certain devices. For example, uh, my Arc, um, it did suffer from a lot of missed... Um, mistaps. It, for some reason, it wouldn't register everything um, 100% accurately. Uh, but I think that's just uh, you know the hardware on that specific uh, device on the Xperia Arc, right? I don't think it has anything to do with Android, um, and and maybe that's why the iPhone comes across so well is because again, it doesn't have to worry about Apple doesn't have to worry about you know, touch on tons of different devices. It's just one device a year versus Android. You have all these manufacturers touching it and, you know, a, a, a Android by Motorola could be awesome versus Android by Asus could be crappy, but it's still Android, you know, and it just depends on how the manufacturer executes it. Uh, and I think the Galaxy Nexus is a great example of that. You know, Galaxy Nexus made by Samsung. Obviously, Google drives the Nexus device itself, uh, but it's it's an amazing device. Um, and then you can still look at something like uh, what was it, a Samsung device? Um, I don't know. I mean, the Galaxy was always a pretty good device, but yeah. anything prior to that wasn't very good. Um, and it was the same manufacturer. It was just a matter of execution. So, yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it's. Um... Mm. I mean, do we see anything else that's coming? I mean, we've talked about NFC. We've talked about, you know, obviously touches, touch, and 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 voice. Um, I mean, is there anything else that we've that we've missed that we think is going to be big in the next twelve months? Mm. I can't. I can't um, think of anything other than content, which we talked about as well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, th- I think we're just going to continue to see, um, you know, these different areas converge, right? I mean, there was always talk about the the gap, right? How the tablet was going to fill the gap between a self, a smartphone, and and a computer, and then, um, or a laptop and a computer, and then we had the the smaller tablets. Well, that fills the gap between the bigger tablets and the smartphone. Um, now we're seeing these ultra books, uh, you know, which everybody compares to MacBook Airs, I guess. Um, and I think we're just going to continue to see these devices converge yeah. uh, until until across the board we have um, this fluid ecosystem, right? To so yes, you're going to have you're still going to have different devices, different sizes, different shapes because there's still going to be different uses for them, right? I mean, you you don't want to go onto a plane with a 24 inch screen. Um, you know, that's that's when a nice little 7-inch or 10-inch comes in handy. But I think across the board, we're going to see the same experience, um, especially with kind of this Metro-style UI being built into Windows 8, um, you know, with, with OS X uh, starting to take a lot of the same elements from iOS. 
um, I, I think slowly but surely we're going to have everything converge and all of a sudden the same interface that you see on your iPad is going to be the same interface that you're going to see on your iMac. Um, same interface that you see on your uh, Iconia is going to be the same interface you're going to see on your HP desktop. Um, and it's going to obviously going to take some time to get there, but I think that's that's where everything is headed. I think um, <clears throat> for me, I think maybe the biggest shift that will continue on for this year is the is the um, continual multi device um, in terms of kind of platform that people will have you know i think gone are the days where people people like me a dying breed where they kind of live in one ecosystem all the time you know people are going to have ipads and maybe a windows 8 machine or you know a, a, an android phone and, and i think <clears throat> software companies and people like microsoft are going to have to become more and more relevant across all the platforms and if they if they don't you know adapt to that changing world then they, they, i think they risk becoming irrelevant yeah Mm. I think I think it's a good point. I th- I think I I agree. With, yeah, all of that because I I think where we're going is um, it's becoming less device dependent, and I think we're seeing that at CS to some degree. You know, the the, the announcement aren't announcements aren't as exciting as maybe in past years, but you know, it's it's more about what you do with it and and than than the devices. You know, so it's kind of um, you you know, you just you expect to do certain things with it and. You know all this stuff around NFC and and content and everything like that is, you know that the device becomes less important, and and just what you need to do with it, regardless of what device you've got. You know the form factor, whatever it is, you know it just needs to be appropriate for, for that moment in time. And I think that's just going to continue. I think, you know, it's all going to be around what you do with it. You know, less around the devices, which is, I don't know, I'm kind of a bit sad about because I like the devices, but, you know, I think they're going to become less important, and it's just the kind of the stuff that you do with it that's going to really kind of drive things i think um you know i think <clears throat> as you say you know it, there's some really good examples out there you know OneNote becoming available on the ipad you know the transition of office into the into the cloud where you can use office apps albeit cut down versions for free you know microsoft's finally kind of starting to shift away from those traditional businesses that it absolutely protected you know there was always a whole thing about you know, you can't put something on on one device if it's going to start robbing sales from Windows. You know, and I think that that transition is is slowly occurring. Mm, I think they're all understanding that as well, though, because like we talked about before about um, Amazon with its Kindle app. You know, that syncs across all platforms, and you've got things like um, uh, messaging apps like WhatsApp, which is cross-platform. You've got um, Tango, uh, yeah, um, things like Evernote as well. Um, all cross-platform, so yeah, definitely. I guess also a big question mark for me is uh, when we're when we're meeting for the show towards at the start of 2013 or end of 2012. What will what will we saying about Rim? <laughs> mm, where will they be? This I is... think I think I heard the other day that the, the the next new device is towards the end of the year, isn't it? The next the next version of um, their operating system. Which they're bringing out for the playbook as well, aren't they? Which they instantly put on file sale in the yeah. US to try and do HP. Um, and it still didn't get any. <laughs> oh, man. It's not good, is it? They're going to be giving them out on street corners soon, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. It's not good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely migrated when you think about where manufacturers were fo- focused. It, it was. It seemed like it was... Uh, 
awards to see who could outspec who, who, right? You know, who had the 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 bigger screen, who had the best resolution, who had the faster processor, who had the most RAM, uh, who had the most megapixels in their camera. Um, and, and now I, I think we've reached the end of that, right? I mean, it's gone as far as it can go. Um, there's no point in going into like a an octo core processor. Yeah, no, you know when, <laughs> when 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 a, a, when it'll get the same stuff done as a dual core because there's nothing there to take advantage of eight cores. Of course, yeah, I'm exaggerating. Yeah. But can I just say that, that if there is an eight core, Sheldon will want it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It sounds, like really it sounds like something out of a James Bond film. It sounds like you could dominate the world with a octo octo core. <laughs> Sorry, Jose, carry on. But uh, you know, I, I think now it's to the point to where, like, look, we don't we don't care about the specs anymore because they're not making a difference. Um, now, now, give us a, a great experience, or yeah. Or deliver the the applications or uh, the, the processes that actually take advantage of this amazing hardware, um, right? Versus just filling us with more megapixels and more gigahertz. Mm, um, I mean, we saw that happen on, and I think we had actually talked about this on on a previous show. We saw this happen with with desktop processors, right? At one point, it seemed like every month Intel was adding another gigahertz. I remember, I remember things went from megahertz, uh, from like a six hundred megahertz Pentium two, to all of a sudden we were at like a four point seven gigahertz Pentium four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, within a year, you know, and and it kept on, it, it just kept on bigger, bigger, and bigger. But it got to a point where it's like, okay, who cares? Um, and now they're bringing those numbers down, but making the chips more efficient exactly. and more uh, like greener. Exactly, exactly, and you know the you know it turns out that more gigahertz didn't necessarily mean it was faster or better. It was just the number, you know. And and now to your point, uh, John, you know you have uh, you know these new Sandy Bridge chips that are running, you know, at uh, you know two or three gigahertz, but they're a lot more efficient. Um, you know, they have the the integrated graphics on, let's say, like a a Core i five twenty five hundred K. Um, are are really up up to par uh, compared to Nvidia's um, you know selection or ATI selection, um, and so I think that's that's what needs to happen in mobile, right? To where uh, I think manufacturers are to the point of like, okay, we're done with the spec war. It's obvious that users are now looking for for the um, you know the actual experience and and resources and ecosystem that takes advantage of these specs. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, I think that's, it's even more important that in in the mobile space because the more efficient um, you can make your chips means you can use less power hungry chips, which means the whole issue of the battery problem for smartphones is being addressed then as well. If you're making the device more efficient yet keeping the speed and performance, um, then you're going to increase your battery life. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. I, um, I even had the conversation in the office the other day with um, someone that I, I thought had been looking at Windows Phone and I asked him what he was thinking and he actually said, oh no, I've, I've turned away from that. I mean, you haven't even got dual cores yet, have you? I've got to have a phone with dual core. <laughs> yeah, but the reason why Windows Phone hasn't got dual core is because it doesn't need it. Yeah. Like, no, 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 I've got to have a phone with dual core. Yeah, you get lost in the specs a bit. It's, yeah. it's, easy, it's easily done. It's uh, 
Yeah, I agree. So it's more about the experience, right? It's not about the uh, the numbers. But they help. They do help. I mean, Tegra they 3, just looking at it, Tegra 3, I mean, my biggest gripe with uh, with Android tablets is the video playback was terrible, certainly on high-def files. Um, and from what I've heard, Tegra 3 takes care of that. So I guess, you know, it's not so much about the, 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 the processors or the, the numbers, but it is about the performance, you know, and it is about the experience. And if they can get it right then I don't really care if it's you know as long as it's as long as it's playing smoothly that's it it doesn't need to go any higher than that but it does need to play smoothly yeah hey I I just need to throw <laughs> throw this out there so the the um the Nokia uh press event is going around at CES right now as as we're recording this and um Elop just announced the the Lumia 900 for AT&T in the US and uh, it has a, a front-facing camera. Ooh. Oh wow! Yeah, so what... there, there, there you go, Jace. You jealous? <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> bit. So, yeah, have announced it with LTE. Yes. Yep. LTE. Yeah. Just I'm makes me laugh. However, Verizon were all like, you know, throwing their toys out the pram. We're not going to push Windows Phone because it hasn't got LTE. And <laughs> oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> obviously a bit of uh, but uh, positioning. Going on, but yeah. yeah, I really want that knowledge just come to the UK, but it doesn't sound like it's destined for. Because I still think the Lumia Android, as as beautiful as it is to look at, it's it's still a disappointment for me. Yeah, I mean, it looks like honestly, the nine hundred. They're showing pictures of it. it. Looks exactly like the eight hundred. It looks like you know they just you know added LTE and put a, a nice little hole in the front so you can put a camera on it. <laughs> Which could you know come in handy depending on what they announce at the Microsoft keynote in the next three hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah, thinking that Skype appears. We're kind of what three months since the Nokia event, I think it was. It's October time, wasn't it? Yeah, around think, there. I just think they should have they should have just hung on and waited that bit longer and, and launched proper devices. I mean, the 800 is clearly a, a device that got rushed to market. You know missing some things which i know you probably wouldn't necessarily use but if you're going to compare it to something else you know you're going to get something that's got the front facing camera you're going to want something that's got the gyroscope but, um, right but yeah I, the 900 looks nice if it is just a big a bigger 800 it's certainly the one that i was i was waiting for i know um htc announced the titan 2 earlier on um which has got a 16 megapixel camera which is a big leap forward for windows phone but it sounds like they've done something done something off their own back HTC didn't get the memo about the uh, the megapixels, <laughs> the uh, increase in spec. Uh, Sixty megapixels. That's, that's that's a whole lot of pixels. That's a lot of pixels. That's a lot of pixels that are mega. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, guys, um, I think we've been talking for for about an hour now. Mm. Uh, I think it's been a good uh, good show. I think we. It was a lot of general talk. Uh, obviously, CES is going right now, as as I mentioned. But uh, I think Show 100, we wanted to focus kind of more on on looking back, looking forward, and uh, you know, just making more of a general, just a, a fun show. Um, and I think maybe later this week, we'll uh, towards the end of CES, we'll just cover everything that's going on at CES now. Um, but. Um, do you guys have uh, any any last thoughts? Anything else you want to share before we wrap it up? Um, no, I don't think so. I'm looking forward to uh, to another hundred, obviously. And um, I think we should start bringing back the app of the week. 
Uh, we haven't done an app for a week in a while. What's yeah, good? yeah. <laughs> my uh, my apps oh. of the week seem to be a bit of a kiss of death at the moment. My last one made though has been cancelled. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, he's <laughs> gone. He's gone. You killed Meadow. How could you <laughs> the grass is dying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, birds are oh. falling from the trees. <laughs> one little uh, fun thing I think we can throw in there is, uh, you know, Sheldon, you asked me about the Kindle Fire, and uh, I shared that video with you guys uh, before, but, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos, um, who's obviously CEO of, of Amazon, uh, issued an apology uh, to all Kindle Fire users about the issues. Um, you know, one of them was uh, that I've definitely put, come across is... Um, the power button, its placement, uh, where it is, it's, it seems too easy to like, you know, accidentally turn off the screen while you're using it, or even turn it on when you're not. Um, so he issued an apology, and we'll include the YouTube link in there. But uh, <laughs> at, the, at the end, there's this, um, and it, it's a parody. Uh, it's it's a parody. But at the end, I love the uh, the one button click solution. Right? He says, uh, and if you're still not happy with it, we offer a perfect one click solution. <laughs> And uh, it's just this button that says "Buy iPad 2. So, <laughs> it's actually a pretty funny video, so we'll throw it in the show notes for you guys. If you guys have a chance, go ahead and take it. It's like a, a minute and a half, so uh, just something fun to throw in for you guys. The only, uh, I think the only thing I've got to add is, said on the Year 2 show, just really appreciate you guys inviting me onto the podcast. Really, really enjoyed chatting to you all each week and, you know, swapping stories and listening to other sides, uh, you know, and uh, just also, Sheldon, I know you've really, really struggled to try and find time to join us, but, you know, we really hope yeah. you can stick with us and uh, just make it whenever you can. Thanks, guys. Now, I've enjoyed being back on. It's kind of uh, made me appreciate what, you know, what I've been missing. I always enjoy chatting to you guys. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and find some room because it's, uh, it's always fun. So uh, thanks for having me back on and, and hopefully I can do it a few more times. Hey, Jace, didn't I fire you last show? <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, guys, I think we can uh, call that show 100. Uh, it's definitely been fun, and you know, look forward to doing a uh, another hundred, or maybe you know, five years from now, we'll we'll record show 200. Mm. Yeah, by, by show 200, Hose will be using a Windows phone on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'll be, and I'll be using Chrome on a regular basis. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I might have some bandwidth that actually holds up for an entire show. But... <laughs> what about you, John? What's your, what's, your, uh, primitive, what's your prediction? Oh, I, I intend to have sampled at least a few more operating systems on the HD2. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll still be going. I might I might uh, I might stick the uh, apparently they've done some improvements to uh ice cream sandwich build uh beta builds now and they've like got a lot more things working so I might upgrade that and go and try uh, ice cream sandwich for a few days. <laughs> yeah, John's going to have his AC2 wall mounted and it's going to be running uh Windows 8. <laughs> It's going to be his main media center. Seriously, this 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 thing, I'm going to put it on a little. Um, when it finally like has enough and like gives up, I'm going to put it on a little plaque, and it's going to be like the forever the best phone in the world. <laughs> it's an awesome phone, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Uh, should yeah. we wrap it up then? Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. All right. So don't forget, you can reach us at mobile at the digital I think in a hundred shows, we've gotten about four emails. Yeah, we need more. Yeah, please get yeah. in touch. 
Yeah, seriously, we do love hearing from you guys. Uh, you know, any emails we get, we, we will read them, and, and we have in the past. And, you know, if it's whether it's input uh, or just want to express your opinion or you have questions, whatever. Just let us know uh, you're listening. Yes, yes. <laughs> Good stuff. Yes, yeah, so. Um, but, yeah, it's mobile at the digitallifestyle.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. I am at Jose Ortiz. I'm at John Dickinson. I'm at Database Chase. And I'm at Sheldon W. And Ian is at IS Dixon. And thank you, Ian, again for the kind words. Thank you to all the guests that we've had in the past. Um, you know, I think I, I named a few, but obviously there were more. Um, and uh, thank you, especially to all the listeners um, who, you know, once in a while I, I do get to hear from, whether it's in, in tweet form or. You know, sometimes I'll be in a in a in a chat room for somebody else's podcast, just listening to a live stream, and and you know they'll shout out TDL Mobile, and uh, it's definitely been fun. It's been awesome. So uh, thank you to to all the listeners for for putting up with us uh, in our unregular schedule, irregular <laughs> schedule. I just made up a word uh, <laughs> for our irregular schedule, and and we'll try our best for the next hundred shows to keep it um, going on a regular basis for you guys. Uh, and of course to my co-host to you guys uh, thanks it's been fun and it's great talking to you guys uh, week in and week out so look forward to speaking to you for another 100 shows definitely yeah yeah, yeah definitely I'll second that alright so cool. with that said I think we'll sign off and we will see you guys uh, show 101 one hundred and one.